0: Welcome back to another episode of Black Ass Podcast, the podcast so black. If it was a classic, it'd be a great big Cadillac. Shout out to Curtis Mayfield. This episode, I am talking police protocols, COVID celebrations, Trump's graphs, and verses. All that and more coming up on this episode of Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. Bono. Hey Cheryl, alright, I see you girlfriend. Hey man, get your ass out the street. Hey, hey we back. In a in a and I about to bed up. Hey, I ain't say not one word, <laughs> but back. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. Big shout out to everybody that came to the Black Ass Pre-Show. We had a good time, shared some videos and music. A friend of mine said you couldn't hear the music when I was playing it on my phone. I got to figure that out. I'm sure I'm going to go back and watch it and be like, this look dumb. <laughs> but... Because I don't like re-watching videos of myself. It's very disturbing, actually. But one day, I will go back and watch it. So make sure you're following Black Ass Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And every Tuesday, 6.30 Pacific, 9.30 Eastern is when I do the pre-show. And I just want to check in, see what y'all up to. And I want to see those pictures of whatever you're working on in quarantine. I got some great submissions this week. So, you know, make sure you're hanging out Tuesdays right before I record the podcast it just gives me that boost right into recording the podcast because you know some of these topics are very heavy and just like oh I'm on my own nerves talking about it so it's fun to kind of connect with y'all before I gotta jump in the trenches um and uh, so make sure you follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and subscribe, y'all. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast um, so you know when new episodes are dropping. Now, speaking of subscription, if you were following the podcast on SoundCloud uh, and you're wondering, like, why are all these episodes? Oh, well, it's because I've since moved the podcast from SoundCloud to Podbean. And basically, Spot- SoundCloud will not let me just kind of like platform my pop- my episodes anymore. I, you know, I don't know the rules of it. So at this point, Spotify is just uh, jail for the old episodes at this point. <laughs> so <laughs> if you want to put some on the books, <laughs> if you could. If you want to go have a conjugal visit with some old episodes on Spotify, then that's what you'll get. But otherwise, you know, subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google, any of those. Or even just get the RSS feed and you'll always know when new episodes drop. Um, So old SoundCloud people, thank you so much for hanging in there when I was there. But no longer am I there. Uh, and before I get into fully into the episode, I want to do a quick amendment. I think this might be <laughs> a segment that I'm bringing to the show. because Right now I'm feeling like Fox News. I'm always saying something one week and then having to come back and be like, actually. So the amendment that I want to make is that last week I talked about the N- NBA and sports coming back and being upset because I felt like it was a distraction and that basically the world doesn't deserve black athletes right now. I feel like, um, but then y'all, I saw the pictures of the first NBA game and wow. I mean, it's black lives matter on the court. Everybody's Jersey is like, they have people's names on there that have died from police brutality. There's like, as there's demands to defund the police, there's like, say their name, all of the like, Chants and everything that people are saying in the street, all of the things that people are shouting about in the protests are literally on the back of these athletes jerseys. And it's not just here in America that's going around the world. So that's so that's such a way to utilize your platform. That's such a way I can't even be mad about it. I still hate that they're playing, but I love the fact that even while they're playing, if you are against what's going on, you still you still got to take it in the face. It's like, yeah, I'm going to shut up and dribble, but I'm also going to say whatever I want to say as I'm dunking and you getting the shit on instant replay and it's broadcast on Center, and it's back and forth. You know what I mean? And it's on every clip on Twitter and it's all up and down Facebook's timeline. So uh, I'm still not going to watch the games because I don't need the messaging and I still want to stand firm with how I feel about it. But I think it's so powerful to see how this uh the organization is using their platform. And I think because the N- the NBA has allowed their players to be so open and vocal about what's going on, even a lot of the coaches like Steve Kerr and uh, is it Popovich. I think it's Popovich just openly speaking out about what's going on. I just have a much more, much more of a respect for the NBA as opposed to the NFL, because at this point I feel like any- anything the NFL does is performative and some bullshit and they don't really stand by it. All right, so that does it for this week's amendments. Now it's time for it's a word. All right, this word comes to us from the actress, director, producer, comedic genius of Jack A. Harry. If you don't know who that is, I need you to get your whole life together. Um, I had to jump on IMDb so I can really give her her uh, due. Her credits go all the way back to 1985. With 227 and some TV movies. Remember TV movies? Like, remember that was a thing, TV movies? Come on. And, like, you sat around the TV with your family because you had to see what was going on. It came on ABC and stuff like that. Anyway. So, it was a tweet that she posted that said, the past is where you learn the lesson. The future is where you apply it. So, don't give up in the middle. Mm. That one touched my spirit. And it touched my spirit because even though I, we're always learning lessons. Let's just say that we're always learning lessons. No matter what age you are, we're always going to be learning lessons. But it's like, you feel like, damn, you know, why is this? Why would this happen to me? And you don't realize that down the line, what you got out of that moment is what you're going to need to get through something that's coming up. You know, listen, don't make me pass this collection plate around, (laughs) but, I think about how many things I've gone through in my life and how it just didn't make sense and how I was so angry. or I was so hurt and I was just so embarrassed or whatever it is. But then five years later, 10 years later, whatever it comes, something happens. And then you just got something in your toolbox, something in your bag that you only got because you went through that embarrassing, sad, frustrating, painful moment. So Thank you, Jack a Harry, for that, cause that that one hit my spirit right there. I said, "Come, come on, Miss Harry." So make sure y'all follow her on Twitter, cause when I tell you, her Twitter is hilarious. She is so shady, and I think the moment I decided to follow her, she posted something about how she, Eartha Kitt, smacked her in the face because Eartha Kitt found out she was fucking her man. And I said, you know what? This is the woman I need. <laughs> I don't care what she done already posted. I need to keep up with this. <laughs> what else happened, sis? <laughs> all right. In a very quick segment, I'm calling You a Lie. Y'all, I'm seeing people. It was going around the internet right after the Snoop versus DMX versus. People proposing Chris Brown versus Usher. Um, You a lie. First of all put some respect on they call me U S H E R R A Y M O N D. now i'm not saying chris brown don't have some little bops and some shit that was cute i'm with it but those they're two different kinds of singers their music is doing completely two completely different things in my opinion right um first of all Like, Usher is going to give you ballads, He's going to give you emotion. Chris Brown is, like, borderline rapping. I don't know what's happening. It's not. They're just doing two two different things. And, full disclosure, this is something I'm realizing about myself. I may be a little prudish. Like, I'm definitely, like, a dirtbag, low-key a hoe, but certain things just rub me the wrong way, and I don't like it. For instance, I feel like Chris Brown's music is more in that era of songs being way too blatant and just no in your window like are where the R&B songs are like girl let me put my dick in your throat and I that's not I don't that don't make me feel sexy that made me feel like I'm in an abandoned car somewhere like in a junkyard and it's hep everywhere. I'm getting cut with random pieces of metal and it's a dead body in the trunk. I don't feel sexy. You didn't buy me a meal. We didn't, I didn't even get dressed up for it. Like we just walked out of a swamp and just started fucking next to an alligator uh nest. I just you know what I mean? Like none of us took a shower. It's that zombie apocalypse. Love making music. I'm talking about, I want to hear music connected to emotion. And that's the difference for me. So I don't see for me. I don't see how their songs is going to match up when usher get to confessions. Superstar. And we ain't even gotten into Usher Features. Remember, I need a girl who ride, 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 ride. Even like the B-side joints, the joints. Remember him and uh, Alicia Keys? And I don't even stand Alicia Keys like that, but my boo went up. Like Now granted, Chris Brown got the duet with Rihanna, but it's also like a song with Rihanna. And then you get into the abusive relationship and then it's like, I, I, I can't really right it take you out of it you feel bad for listening to it it's just like I don't can we enjoy this I don't even know so at the end of the day Chris Brown versus Usher it's not gonna happen you will lie you will lie (laughs) all right y'all so let's go ahead and jump into these segments it is time for wait man hold up what happened So wait a minute, wait a minute. Did y'all hear about the 700 people that gathered for a house party at an Airbnb in New Jersey? It took five hours for police to break this party up. Now in New Jersey, they have gathering limits of 100 people inside and 500 people outside. And these people had 700 people inside an Airbnb. So first of all, let's start here. I don't understand people acting like it's not a whole-ass pandemic going on. Like, regardless of the fact that Donald Trump dumbass has been saying it's a hoax and everybody's saying it's a hoax. Even if you it, it was in the back of your head like, this some bullshit. How about the fact that no other country is letting us into their country? That should tell you something is going on. Even if it's not fully pandemic or whatever. It's got to make you think, well, damn... If everybody else in the whole ass world, seven continents, unlimited countries, I mean, hell, if everybody else is saying, nah, we good on Americans coming here. What the fuck make you think being in a space with 700 people is okay right now? That to me is mind boggling. I don't even like to be around 10 people outside let alone 700 I don't even want to be with 100 inside but even if I'm outside with like 10 people y'all I am straight I am specifically standing upwind like I don't want nothing I don't want nobody in front of me and the wind is blowing whatever they breathing down into my face I'm like literally Testing the wind every once in a while, like turning my body, trying to lean away, giving myself some sense of distance just because it's like, you know, I'm looking out trying to listen for coughs because if a cough is coming from the east and the wind is blowing at a southeast angle, you know, with the wind chill factor, (laughs) like (laughs) I didn't turn into a full on meteorologist. Woo, Mm, that word hurt. When you got a lisp, let me just let you know. I'm gonna take a quick step. When you have a lisp or any kind of speaking impediment to do this every day, to do this and speak in front of people, like the amount of saliva that I have pooling in my mouth at all times is unbelievable. So y'all don't even understand my pain. (laughs) We're trying to bring y'all this goddamn podcast. I'll be over here like, (laughs) and not in a good way. but 700 people at an Airbnb in New Jersey. It took police five hours to break this up. Now there are certain times when you hear details about a story and it just kind of informs you. It's like the context clues of what's going on. You just kind of already have an idea of who the players are and what's going on. So when I heard police in five hours to break up this party, who was at this party? I'm just going to throw that out. I mean, I just want to see what y'all thinking. I'm sure everybody that I know that's listening to this is like white people. You damn right. Now, I can't confirm that. And I have been surprised in the past. But what I will say is when I read the news article, there were no pictures of anybody at the party. And one thing I do know is media protects white people, period. That's not That is just a fact that has been proven. We have seen it time and time again. If this was a house party full of black people, you're going to see pictures of black people that interviewing somebody who wasn't even at the party, but just the craziest person they could find within a 10 mile radius to ask them what the hell happened at this party. But when I looked up this story, there was no pictures of anybody and you know when white people do something, They are quick, a white man literally can murder his whole family, gut his wife, hang their newborn baby from his wife's entrail out of a car window that he's driving the car into a lake and drowning everybody. And they will legit post a picture of him as a doting father holding his baby in the air like the Lion King. And And that's how they frame the story. So, like I said, when I looked it up, I didn't see nobody's face and I said, yep. I may be wrong. Please look that up for me. Send me the picture. I would love to be wrong. But I feel like the ancestors told me. "Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You right. They white. (laughs) At the same time, just yesterday, y'all, here in L.A., a group of black people got together and threw a massive mansion party right off of Mulholland Drive in an area called Beverly Crest. Mm, fancy. Where they were celebrating an NFL player who had just gotten drafted. Once again, another group of dumbass people in the midst of a pandemic. What makes this story even worse is there ended up being gunfire. Five people were injured, one of which lost their life, right? It was a woman who was 35. And it's, you know, who knows how many more people are going to lose their lives, how many more of these people's family members are going to get sick and die because they go into a stupid fucking party in the midst of a pandemic. But when I heard about this woman being 35 and going, I just, I don't know y'all some about that, that number. It just, it's like you've crossed the threshold of, of common sense. It's like you have an expectation of being, wiser and smarter not saying she grown she old she the old lady there or whatever but it's like come on bitch you 35 her birthday literally could have been at 12 midnight but the fact that when I read 35 I was like come on like sis so now your ass is dead and gone because you had a damn pandemic COVID party which to me I'm also like who is this NFL player because that seemed like some dumb ass shit and I was just talking about just last week how these people, you are going to be out in the world doing dumb shit. So this NFL player who just got drafted could potentially co- contract COVID and die, could potentially give COVID to his mama who he, I'm sure he worked all those hours and long hot ass summer workouts, two a days and lifting weights and eating, creatine, drinking creatine and putting on mad muscle or whatever the fuck, people do athletes do to reach that next level they do shit like that they doing it for their mama they doing it for their daddy they doing it for their little brother and sister They family blah 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 and he could potentially kill those people he worked so hard for y'all really got a death wish out here and i just hope i never really understand what y'all mind's frame is and what what you guys are thinking because both of these instances make zero sense But hold up, hold up, hold up. Did y'all hear about 35-year-old Adam Zabrowski? Speaking of 35, Adam Zabrowski in Pennsylvania was asked to wear a mask inside of a cigar shop and ended up pulling a handgun on the damn store owner. Not only did he pull a handgun, he also stole some cigars out of there before he left. So the next day, police go to arrest him at his home. They ended up following him a couple of blocks from his home, and Zabrowski pulled out an AK-47 and shot at the cops. He was hit a couple of times, but was later taken into custody. Y'all? A, hey. y'all. What color is Adam? <laughs> he's a white man for (laughs) you have to laugh to keep from crying because it's almost like it's so blatant the hypocrisy in this country the lies from the police department think about the elements of this story first of all this man pulled a actual ak-47 out on police shot at the police and then was hit by the po- like they actually shot him a couple of times by police and with all of that still made it to the police station. You know what that tells me? That tells me police really don't be fearing for their life. Clearly clearly they don't because these cops ain't even scared enough of a dude that's shooting at them with an AK-47 like he in the movie Heat with Robert De Niro and goddamn Al Pacino. They obviously are not worried about getting home. They are more concerned about making sure that they take this man into custody but if it's a black man and they imagine that he has a gun when really all he got is his keys, a wallet, a cell phone, a prayer, a dollar bill, a letter to his mama but he dead as hell in the street and they don't even cover his body up. They uh, shoot somebody in their house in their bed and don't even try to resuscitate him. Don't even call an ambulance. But we supposed to believe number 1 that you know the cops are just they're they're under a lot of pressure and it's their protocol that they have when they are in fear for their life they have to shoot they have to shoot center mass because that was it was always like well why don't police shoot people in the leg well because you gotta aim for center mass that's the biggest area on your body and it's hard to hit a leg and this that and that but they ain't have no problem hitting this son of a bitch in his leg and his butt cheek So all the black people that got murdered, all the black people that were shot in their back, running away, they never thought to shoot them in the leg. It was never an option to shoot them in the leg. We were always told that, no, you got to aim for the center mask. But when Adam Zabrowski don't want to wear a mask into the cigar shop and he actually pulls a gun and shoots at the clerk of the cigar shop, then later is confronted by police and shoots at police. This is the instance where they feel like, oh, this deserves a shot in the leg because we really want to take him in. Because like the media, police also protect white people. Now here's the here's the excuse for why he went fucking nuts and out of his mind because Adam's having such a hard time right now. He lost his job in the pandemic and he lost his child. And it's just so much for him. Meanwhile, a 15 year old girl that wasn't doing her homework still in goddamn juvenile detention center. Meanwhile, Sandra Bland is just dead because uh, some officer felt like she was running off at the mouth too much. And then she ended up getting murdered in jail. But Adam Zabrowski needs to get to the courthouse. And finally, wait, what happened? And after watching Trump's interview with Jonathan Swan for HBO's Axios, I literally think we need to go back over exactly what happened. Because Trump is real good about saying, making these blanket ass statements about stuff that he has no facts to back up. Nobody else is supporting it besides, you know, the racists that follow him. But science is not backing it up. Fax is not backing it up. He will literally have a video floating around where he is saying the direct opposite of what he's saying in this exact video or in an interview and then act like, oh, no, um, that don't count. I'm talking about what, you know, and Trump's favorite line is, you know, people are saying, bitch, who, who are these people? Where are they? Bring them forth. Do you have any... Can they write a letter? Can can you get them on the phone? Can anybody of any of these people who are saying all this shit about you, can you materialize them? Because at this point, I feel like it's either the voices in his head or it's just the ass lickers that are in his circle that are telling him shit to keep him calm, almost like trying to put a binky in a crying baby's mouth. Because... He's talking about how, you know, we've done more testing than any other country. And that's, we've done such a great job with coronavirus. Bitch, if we've done such a great job with coronavirus, why the fuck we can't go nowhere? Why the fuck is every country literally like, no, you are in a shithole country and we don't want you coming to where we are. Like, it's like this man took a, sh- a sweater, a cable knit sweater. And I'm not saying it was the most perfect cable knit sweater. It was okay. You got it from the Goodwill. It was a very expensive cable knit sweater, but it just had a couple of little strings hanging. And you gave that cable knit sweater to Donald Trump. And all of a sudden, he started pulling all the strings and unraveling and unraveling and unraveling. And we're that in America is that cable knit sweater, but now it's just a halter top sweater. <laughs> the whole bottom is gone. That's a wrap, right? And all the mending that Barack Obama did to this sweater, Trump just immediately ruined it, unraveled it, took it apart. But, you know, it was very clear about taking credit for everything that looked good until it didn't serve him no more. Now, all of a sudden, oh, this this sweater ain't shit. Bitch, it was nice before you got it. <laughs> it was at least wearable fuck. <laughs> And it's not even just about the pandemic. That's the thing. It's literally everything that he didn't do surrounding the pandemic. And of course, just him literally having power and not knowing what the fuck to do with it. But... You cannot forget that he ignored this pandemic. You cannot forget that he called it a hoax. You cannot forget dumb shit like it's going to disappear like a miracle one day. You cannot forget we're going to stop testing because when we keep testing, we keep getting positive results. You cannot forget this motherfucker held a rally where he had 6,000 people even though in the midst of this interview he goes on and on about how the ratings were so good for his rally and it wasn't just 6,000 people there it was 12,000 people there meanwhile the interviewer is like but well, why would you want that in the midst of a pandemic but he's so he's such a fucking narcissist he is more focused on the idea of i had this great uh i had this great rally that potentially killed a bunch of motherfuckers spiked the numbers and he's still like no I mean you know it's doing pretty good then he pull out these stupid ass graphs and it is like you remember in elementary school, well, yeah, like elementary school, when you first start doing bar graphs, remember in like junior high, when you first start putting like pie charts and shit together, that's what that shit looked like, that shit looked like it came in a, with a binder clip, like a clear cover and a binder clip, that was like my first, um, (laughs) if you've ever taken a Microsoft test a proficiency test. That's what it's like. When you get to the page, they want to they want you to print out a fucking chart report and change the numbers and change the proportions. I y'all, this is the president of the United States of America, and this man is such a fucking dumbass. And the only good part of watching that entire interview is looking at his face a uh, straight up burnt sienna. And his ears looking like the inside of a mouse's ear, <laughs> and he's sitting there like somebody held up a blowtorch to his face for like three. His face looks like a slightly burned marshmallow—not when it's fully burned, but like just when you hold it to the heat a little too close and that shit get to sizzling. That's what his face looked like. Like th- this man's has access to the top makeup artists in the world think about that and that's what he looks like in every interview like on purpose I cannot imagine what he's thinking is he not seeing it is the is he just allowing does he want this look like does he feel like this is a good look that slightly haggard shit he looks like, you ever see the old ass ladies when they in the house for the first time because they ain't been nowhere in a long time and they makeup is like aggressively wrong? <laughs> you be like, Barbara, you like a fucking clown, <laughs> But Barbara is looking at you like, bitch. If you would have seen me at the Cotton Club. All right, so please 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 make sure when November comes you are ready to vote if it, if your state has mail-in make sure you got your mail-in information I think you can go as early as mid October double check with your state if you have to stand your ass in that line do whatever you got to do because we got to get this man out of office if for no other reason than that horrible fucking makeup he making us all he making us all look bad All right, that does it for me. Thank you guys so much for hanging out for another episode. Please make sure you're following the podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, you can find everywhere you can listen to the podcast at blackasspodcast.com or you can follow the link tree in any of my social media bios and it'll give you exactly where you can follow and subscribe to the podcast. And of course, you can follow and find me, hrcomedy.com. Don't forget, every Tuesday, 6.30 Pacific, 9.30 Eastern, is the Black Ass Pre-Show. And um, I got merch coming. I'll keep you guys posted with that. Merch is coming. And, of course, the Patreon is open. So if you're loving the podcast, you love what I'm doing, you want to support me, patreon.com slash blackasspodcast. And if you just want to make a one-time, I got a little something extra, hit me up in Venmo. HR Comedy in Venmo, HR Comedy in Cash App. Thank you guys again. Y'all be safe. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. I'm out.